And I'm going to invite Chimde to read the Bible passage for us. Galatians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle, sent not from men, nor by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers and sisters with me, to the churches in Galatia, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called to you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Thank you. Today is an all-age service, and it happens that we're beginning our sermon series today in the book of Galatians, chapter 1, verses 1 to 9. And I wonder if someone could tell me who wrote the book of Galatia. Microphone, please. Okay, Chukubikem. Paul. Paul. Wow, that's wonderful. Thank you, thank you. As Paul. Now, how many books did Paul wrote? Anybody? How many? How many books? Okay, Chimde? 13. 13. That's wonderful. Do we know them? Do we know them? Let's give it a go. Do we have Bible students here this morning? We should. Yeah, do we know them? Romans, yes, that's number one. Philemon, number two. Philippians. Philippians, number three. First Timothy and Second Timothy. Okay, that's five. First, first. Ephesians, first, six. Corinthians and Corinthians. Yeah, yeah. You mean Corinthians yeah. or Colossia? Corinthians. Corinthians, first and second, yes. 
How many seven, are we now? How many seven, are we? Seven. Seven. Okay, because I lost count now. Seven. Seven. Yes. Uh, Titus. Titus. Yes. Eight. Jude. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No. Not Jude. Yes, is it only one or two? Because you have first and second. Is it first and second? Okay, let's count it. First and second, yes? That's not, that's ten. How many? Ten. Ten, yes. So we need three. Galatians. Galatians, yes, yes. That's what we're talking about today. That's eleven. Yeah, we, we, we have counted the Romans, yes. No, they just said Ephesians. That one is an unknown, no. Yeah, Hebrew wasn't written by Paul. I mean, so many scholars are saying, suggesting, based on the writing. But it's unknown. No. So, no, no, no name on that. So, 11? Uh, have we said Ephesians? We have said Ephesians. Yes. Colossian, Colossian, yes, that's 12. Is it? No. We should be 11 now because we still need two. Yeah, we're 11. We still need two. We said 12. We just need one more. We, just, we had 12. No, there's two that you guys have not mentioned. We said Titus. We have said Titus. I said that. Yeah? Philippians? We said that. Think more, think more. There's two. Timothy, that is it. First and second Timothy. And that is 13. So that is complete. So well done, everybody. That's good. You know, today we've been talking about the uniqueness of the gospel. So um, I want the children to draw something very unique. Okay? So I'm going to... Give it us paper and uh, draw something unique. It could be anything like animals, house, anything unique. Okay, and uh, I will come back towards the end of my talk to see what you're doing and uh, what you have done. And then we take it from there. Is that okay? Is that okay, children? Good, sir. Get on with the job now. Make sure you don't draw something else, but something unique. Unique. Okay? Good. So today we're going to be looking at Galatians chapter 1 verses 1 to 9. And I want to encourage you to get your Bible uh, we're going to look at that passage verse by verse, okay? And uh, we see what God is telling us today and challenging us to do as well. Galatians chapter 1. Page. Okay. One one six eight. Yes.
Galatia has been called a passionate letter and a book deeply committed to bringing its hearers to an understanding what a serving faith means. In other words, the book, the entire book of Galatia talks about the faith by grace, not by works, like so many people think today. Okay, because I'm doing something in church, then therefore, I'm going to make heaven. Or because I'm a good person, therefore, I'm going to make heaven. If you don't have an encounter with Jesus, and if you don't know him as your Lord and personal Savior, I'm afraid there's no way. It's not about works. Okay? You, you know faith is the evidence of things we hope for and things we do not see. And the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please him. So this book of Galatia centered on faith and grace of Christ upon us to believe Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, not mainly on our works and what we do. Then verse 1 says, Paul, an apostle, not from men or true man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father. Here in this verse, we see that Paul's calling as an apostle was not from man, nor was it through man. It didn't originate with man. And it didn't come through man. It originated with God and came directly from God. His standing as an apostle was not based on opinion or any election. And it did not come from council meeting, PCC bishops, or any election, all in favor, any abstention, any against. It doesn't come that way. It comes from God. It was based on a divine call made through both the Father and the Son. So we understand from this verse that God is delivering a message to the churches through Paul, his servant. We do not have apostles any longer today, or do we? Do we? <laughs> I know it might shock you. We don't have apostles today. People do be, oh, call me apostles, those the apostle, Ando, James. We don't have apostles any longer because there are qualifications for that. If you go back to Acts chapter 1 and read from verse 21, then you can see what Peter says. The qualification, you have to, for you to be an apostle, you must be a witness of Jesus' resurrection. Isn't that true? And you must be one of them, one of the apostles. 
I know many people have different views and arguments about that. We do not have apostles any longer because we have the word of God before us, the Bible to read. And when we read, we can believe it or not. In the days when Paul was writing his letters to the churches, he was writing the Bible. The people had no Bible then. So the apostles who were inspired or told what to say by God will teach God's word to the people. So there is no need for apostles today because we have the Bible to read for ourselves. Then verse 2, it says, And all the brethren who are with me to the churches of Galatia, in this verse, Paul gave a greeting from all the brethren who are with him. However, in verse 6, we see that it was not a team effort. Rather, it was by Paul. And he said greetings from his friends as a matter of courtesy. This wasn't written to a single church in a single city. But this was written to the churches of Galatia. Because Galatia was a region, not a city. And there were several churches among the cities of Galatia. Then in verse 3 to 5, Paul sent his greetings saying, Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age, according to the will of our Father, God and Father. To him be glory forever and ever. And we echo, Amen. Paul used the word grace more than 100 times in his writings. Paul was truly the apostle of grace. Paul wished grace and peace unto his readers from both God the Father and God the Son. The first thing he wrote about Jesus is that he gave himself for our sins. Jesus gave we know from John chapter 3 verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, whosoever that believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Yet God the Father was not the only giver. Jesus also gave. Jesus is a loving, giving God and a loving, giving Savior. Jesus gave the greatest thing anyone can give. Himself, he offered himself because of me and you as a living sacrifice. Jesus gave himself for our sins. Our sins put us on a road to ruin and destruction. If God did not do something to save us, our sins would destroy us. So out of love, Jesus gave himself for our sins. 
Then verse 6 to 7 says, I marveled that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. And I think that's really the key here, a different gospel. Do we have a different gospel today? Do we? Of course we do. We have social gospel. Gospel of love. Come the way you are. It doesn't matter. But we could see Jesus during his ministry. He was confronting the Pharisees for their misbehaviors and the attitude and their hypocritical lifestyle. But today we don't do that because we don't want to offend anyone. But the truth still remains that gospel could be offensive, isn't it? Today we preach what people want to hear, not what God wants them to hear. Isn't that true? We compromise our faith because we want to belong to the system. We don't want to offend anybody. That is another gospel. Because if we want to preach the same gospel according to the Bible, people are not going to like you. Because you're going to tell them the truth. Even Jesus, who is our role model, went through the same process. He got to a point where the, the Pharisees were saying that he's using the spirit of Bezalel to cast demons. They challenged him in different ways. So many people have compromised their faith. People have different gospel. And he says, wish not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. Today we twist it. And then the gospel will lose the meaning. Because we want to belong to the society and fit in. That's not what God wants us to do. Those who preach the gospel... They are not popular today, isn't it? They are not popular. So it's not about quantity, it's about quality. If there is something I need and I want to do here at St. Paul's Church is to get everybody ready for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not here about quantity, but quality. People who are ready to make heaven. Because I know on the last day, God is going to ask me how I manage and look after the flocks he handed over to me, which is St. Paul's Church. And I'm going to give account how I lead this church. So my job is to get everybody ready for rapture. Preach the gospel, the undiluted gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You don't take anything away from the Bible. You don't add anything inside. And we have false prophets, false pastors here and there. Gaining popularity on YouTube and everywhere. 
But whereas they are leading many people to hell fire. Different gospel. There's one church in Africa. You know, they have a doctrine. You know when God called Moses and said, remove your shoes, this is the holy ground. So the church pattern is that you go there without wearing your shoes. Okay? And that is the doctrine. So you go into the church without your shoes. Because they believe, they pick one portion of the scripture and they make it a doctrine. And then it has become the doctrine of that church. And then there is another church that they have a doctrine of what happened in the Garden of Eden. You get into the church, you go naked. It might shock you, but that's what is happening in the world we live in today. You go naked because that's what happened. And that's what they believe. Different gospel. Then we have a, pos- a prosperity preachers out there teaching you that you give God 500 pounds, then you're going to get 1,000 pounds in return. God is not a magician, is he? Different gospel. Some are preaching only grace. Some are preaching mercy. Some are preaching faith. You have to preach the complete gospel. Some believe in the New Testament and then the Old Testament is not part of the Bible. Have you seen people like that? They only focus on New Testament. Different gospel. There are so many of them out there. And there are some who believe that you need to acquire more here on earth because there is no heaven. So you have to get as many as you can acquire here, buy houses and keep them. That is your inheritance. And there are some religions that will tell you there, is no, there are other ways because Jesus is not, is not the only way. Say so to turn away from the true gospel is always to turn away from the person of Jesus Christ. We live in a time when the gospel has been twisted. Taken away from, added to, and changed to fit a secular society. Now, what is the gospel? That's the question. What is the gospel? The meaning of gospel is good news. So, what is the good news? The good news is that Jesus died. We said it in our affirmation of faith, the creed. Apostles' Creed, Nineteen Creed, is there. That Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 to 4, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again. The third day according to the scriptures. That is the gospel we preach. Anything outside this is what? False gospel. 
Then verse 7 tells us three things about this different gospel. First, it was an illegitimate gospel. It says, which is not another. Then number two, it was not good at all, but trouble. Because it was always bring trouble, isn't it? Then number three, it was a distortion of the true gospel. In other words, perverted the gospel of Christ. They twist it and change it. It is sometimes hard for us to understand why someone would want to pervert the gospel of Christ. When we understand how offensive the true gospel is to human nature, we better understand why someone will want to pervert it because of their own desire. Number one, the gospel offends our pride. It tells us we need a savior and that we cannot save ourselves. It gives no credit to us at all for our salvation. It's all of the work of Jesus Christ for us. The number two, the gospel offends our wisdom. Sometimes we think we know better. It saves us by something many consider foolish. The gospel offends our knowledge. It tells us to believe something which goes against the science. And that is the gospel, my brothers and sisters. Then finally, in verse 8 and 9, it says... But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. In this passage, Paul didn't care who brought the false gospel. He didn't care at all. Even if it were himself or an angel from heaven, it was to be rejected. Any person who spread a false gospel was worthy only of a particular cause from God. He says, let him be accursed. For Paul, it wasn't enough to say, don't listen to these people. Paul said they should be cursed. You might ask, my brothers and sisters, where was Paul's love here in this passage? Where was his love? He asked for a double curse on people. People who spread a false gospel. He didn't just ask God to curse the message, but to curse the people who spread the message. It's really important. So where was Paul's love in this passage? Paul's love 
was for souls that were in danger of hell. If a gospel is false and not another good news at all, then it cannot save the lost. And I think it's really important we pay attention on what we're listing on daily basis. You know the people they call the Bereans in the Bible. Do you know them? The Bereans people in the Bible? The Bible says that after listening to the gospel, hearing the message, they will go home and search the scriptures to check and compare if what that man is saying is true or not. I'm not sure if we have people like that today, many of them today. We're not interested about what somebody is preaching to us. We don't even look at the scripture to see if what they are saying is true or not. It's about my church. Oh, I've been in this church for many years, and that is it. But what about the preacher? What about the message we hear today? Does it glorify God? Is it from the Bible? We don't search the scripture because we live in a busy world, microwave life. Busy all the time, but doing nothing. And that is the only way we can find out if that person is preaching the gospel or not. And I want to challenge you today to go back to the Word of God. Read your Bible. I was sharing with the Wednesday's communion last Wednesday. I was telling them the importance of reading the Bible. And I said, sometimes I read, even when I'm taking the kids to school, and I will sit in the car and read it on my phone. I try and make time to read at least a portion of the Bible every day. It helps you when you hear the first gospel. You will know. But if you don't know how, if you don't read your Bible, how will you know when the wolves come in? Because there are wolves out there deceiving many. And because you don't read your Bible, you will not even know which one. That is the truth. Another gospel. And the days are evil. We need to be ready. Okay, so I'm going to go back now to the kids and find out what they're drawing. Hello? You come, 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 come. So you're going to tell us? Mm. What were you drawing? I'm drawing the world. Mm -hmm. I'm drawing the world. The world, okay. Good. And also all the unique colors. The unique colors. Why is it so unique to you? Because, because God made colors that are unique in his own image. 
in his own image. God makes all the colors that are unique in his own image. Well done, Chukubike. Can we give him a round of applause, please? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Well done. I'm sure this is going to be. Yeah, you tell me. Why have you been drawing? I drew the monster. The monster? Okay. Why is it so unique? Because I had so many colors. So many colors. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Shall we give him a round of applause, please? Thank you. Thank you. Good. Good. One more. Okay. Good. Thank you, Chimney. Who are you drawing? Heaven. Heaven. Okay. And then, what, what is this one? That was, that, that's the angel's garden. Speak, speak, speak. That's the angel's garden, heaven. Okay. Okay. Good. So why is it unique? Because in the beginning, it, God created the heavens and earth. Amen. Man, thank you. Can we give a round of applause? Thank you. Thank you. Take Chimdi. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Hello, boy. How are you? I need very colors to make the number blocks. You did the colors to make what? The number blocks. The number blocks. It's so full of number blocks. Is it unique? Yes. Okay, number blocks is so unique. Yes. Good, good. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, everyone. Thank you. So we could see the uniqueness of the gospel. Everybody has different things that is so unique to them. The same thing with the gospel. Gospel is so unique because it's all about Jesus. It's about the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. Amen.